with Nat and Maika. We're in a North Philly library. We share stories, books, and discussions of all subjects while inviting others to do the same in hopes of connecting, inspiring, and uplifting one another. Hey, welcome back to the Urban Living Room Podcast with Nat and Maika. Hi, guys. Hi, so as always, another amazing, beautiful guest. Um, So today we're speaking with Salima. And I'm going to read you Salima's bio. And Salima McNeil. Yes, Salima McNeil. <laughs> and we'll get right into it. So, Salima is a reproductive psychotherapist in Jenkintown in Philadelphia. After graduating from Chestnut Hill College in 2018 with a master's in clinical counseling, she set out to make her career goals come true. Since graduation, Salima has been ambitious and steadfast. And in this year, she has a, she was able to obtain a position as a psychotherapist, launch a private practice, and establish her nonprofit organization, Oshun Family Center. This organization is dedicated to reducing Black maternal mortality and treating prenatal mood and anxiety disorders in the Black community. Mm. Over the last decade, Salima has worked in maternal and child health and wellness in a multitude of multifacets. She has held a position as a birth postpartum doula and certified lactation consultant in Riverside Correctional Facility, obstetrics, obstetrics, I get that, mm-hmm. sorry, <laughs> coordinator at Penn OBGYN and midwifery care, and has recently participated in developing a task force for releasing 12 pregnant women from Riverside Correctional Facility with the DA's office. That's beautiful. Thank you. In addition, she is also working to change policy that will expand doula access to underserved communities in Pennsylvania. Salima's work on birth trauma has been featured in several media outlets such as Fox 29, The Q Show, WDAS, Patty Jackson, KYW, The Inquirer, Philly.com, and WHYY. She was also the keynote speaker at the first annual maternal mental health conference, Monster and My Mom, that occurred just yesterday. Wow, so, Salima. welcome, Salima. Thank you so welcome. much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that bio is just, like, amazing. So amazing. Um, but, you know, how we go, well, everybody that listens to it so far, we know we always ask I guess about a book, and we opened it up with that. So with that, like, is there any books that resonated with you, present or in the past? And, um, yeah. So while I was in my last year of studies at Chestnut Hill, mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out career-wise where I was going to go and mm-hmm. how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not business-oriented. Like, yeah. I'm a therapist. I mm-hmm. work with, like, feelings. So yeah. we got to go with what feels mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. But I realized I needed to understand like some more business, and I was looking for some books that talked about business and the black mm-hmm. community and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And I came across Charlemagne's book, okay. Black Privilege. Mm-hmm. And so you would think the two wouldn't intersect. Yeah. But how does this book do with the other? Mm-hmm. And so as I was reading it, um, I really enjoyed listening to his story because mm-hmm. honestly, I wasn't a fan before. Yeah, like he's yeah, very I'm brass right. and abrasive. I think, I think that was more like when he was on the Wendy Williams show you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I only knew him from the Breakfast Club. I didn't even right. know his <laughs> ass. So yeah, I'm not really either. I was not a fan. I was like, eh, he just kind of yeah. does stuff for attention. Yeah. yeah. And then I read the book and it gave me a better understanding mm. as to like who he is and how he came into his own. Wow. And one of the things that really resonated with me, and this has. I'll give you the metaphor, and it really has nothing to do with my life, but it resonated with me as to how he got where he is. Mm -hmm. So um, he made a reference of being back in Monk's Corner, where he's from, and selling drugs, Mm -hmm. and how, you know, at some point in time, you have to, quote, unquote, put the weed in the bag. Mm -hmm. So you got to be a bag person before you can progress and do anything else. So he tied that to his internships with Wendy Williams. How he did internships and worked for free for a long time. So that struck a chord with me. Like, well, how can I get to where I want to go and who can help me? So I threw myself out there. And I was like, I'll hold workshops for free. Mm -hmm. I'll just support groups for free just to get myself out Out there. there. And I kept telling my husband on the side, like, I just got to put the weed in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> he was like, don't tell everybody. Yeah. I was like, I know, because they could think I'm going to be like a drug dealer yeah. or something. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It comes straight from his book. Mm. Wow. And yeah. I think, too, that is a... Some people do, like, people might call it, you know, you got to humble yourself. But if, especially if you don't know about a certain thing you're about to get into, mm-hmm. you have to learn, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, and I think that is the way you connect, relate, well, build relationships, things, too, when you're doing something for free. To just see, like, okay, how does this work? How does this feel? Right, how are people you're responding not, to exactly. it? Should I do it again? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, and I think sometimes if you really about that or whatever you're trying to get to, the the wealth and abundance comes after. Mm-hmm. It's, it's greater. Because look where he is now, right? Right. So, yeah. I was like, okay, if you got it. I did my internship um, was a year long. Mm-hmm. And that was basically working for free yeah. for, like, 20 hours a week. Not like yeah, a little bit of working yeah, for free. That's like, like part time. That's part time hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still having a full time job. I have a family. And mm-hmm. I just kept telling myself, like, all right, there is an end game to this. Mm-hmm. You just have to do the internship mm-hmm. so you can get where you want to be. And then as I when I graduated, mm-hmm. I was like, Well, I still gotta get myself out there. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't have the cloak of being a student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. I'm a clinician. You got some respect can, on your name. Right. And now yeah. I can shake and move. And so this last year, when I say I've been beating the pavement, mm-hmm. I inbox people. Instagram is like the best thing oh, ever. I think so, so. I still buy yeah. people's DMs all the time. <laughs> hey, here's That's how we met. That's mm-hmm. how we met. So, hey, can I, can shout I out to this? Samantha. Yes. Hey, Samantha. Yeah. Um, so, so, oh, oh, so how did that connection with Samantha? Is she, did you meet her at Samantha's um, meet night? No. Oh. Okay. So you can say, well, if you want to. So how did I meet Samantha? Or how do we make this yeah, connection? Yeah, because she, she, well, the connection was when she had saw um, Sam's post. She was mm-hmm. like, oh, I love what y'all doing. Oh, okay. But she knows Sam. I don't know mm-hmm. how, but okay. I know some type of connection with Sam. So it actually goes back again to Charlemagne. Okay. Very oddly. 
he came here um, on a book tour for his second book called Shook One. Okay. And at Uncle Bobby's, um, Mark Lamont Hill, yeah. he had the book signing mm-hmm. over at the sanctuary. Yeah. So me, my husband, and my son yeah. drug them all out over there to go to the book signing. Mm-hmm. And so I got my book signed, and they announced that there was going to be uh, women's groups and male groups mm-hmm. had every other weekend yeah. at Uncle Bobby's mm-hmm. or next door at the uh, yeah, People's right next Education to the People's Center. Just, yeah. yeah, and so I went there. And Sam was the facilitator. Yeah. And that's what I've been going to. That's why she said, did I meet you at the... Cause mm-hmm. So I've been going... I try to go as much as I can. Yeah. But yeah, so I love Sam. So mm-hmm. so I went to the first group. I think I went twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I talked to her and let her know that I was a clinician. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that the space was safe as I was referring clients to yeah. come to this group. So okay. I would step back out of the group okay. and let my clients have this space. Oh, nice. Okay. And she's been a really good resource yeah. ever since. Yeah. So with that, when you said like now, like you're in it, so what what exactly do you do? Like what you know, like I mean, a doula, Riverside Correctional Facility. So it seems like you're doing a lot, but like what you know. So those are things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no longer a doula, and I no longer work at Riverside Correctional Facility. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, it was a very exhilarating experience. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Some of the nicest. People who committed very bad crimes, but yeah. I feel like you know sometimes you just have one really bad day, and you yeah. gotta change the rest of your life. And that's wow. so like no judgment for them. So mm-hmm. I don't go inside behind the walls anymore, but I'm still very much so involved mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm a reproductive psychotherapist. Okay. My focus is maternal mental health, reducing black maternal mortality rates because mm-hmm. if you ladies don't already know, but black women are dying at yeah. a really high rate um, after childbirth. Yeah, one week, forty two days, one year after delivering a child like mm-hmm. we're perishing like no other really? three to four times yeah. higher i know during the actual birth i've been seeing yeah. a lot of articles about during the actual birthing process but i didn't know like a year later Afterwards. due to birth that people, complications yeah. yeah wow yeah i didn't know that mm-hmm. no. so the workshops that i've done um, I held a birth trauma workshop. The first one was more of like a support group for people who had struggled with birth mm-hmm. trauma or like a traumatic birth experience. Mm-hmm. The second one was a little larger. It was about 30 people there. Um, and we were at a, a event space on Gerard Avenue. And it was really good. So there were men there, which was I was super excited yeah. there. Full disclosure, I planted those men. Okay. Because <laughs> they're all my friends. But I was yeah. like, you guys need to yeah, know no, that this is going on so they came to the workshops so it was like five five or six guys there mm-hmm. and as i was speaking even they learned stuff and we've yeah. been friends some of these people for 10 15 years never at this know. point and just never knew been around my son mm-hmm. helped raise my son it was like we know he came into the world but we didn't know what it took to, to get, get him, him here yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they were really good about that so that's some of the stuff that i do now mm-hmm. hold the workshops i do therapy i do therapy every day okay. mm-hmm. like monday through saturday so after I leave here, I ask my first client, can you come in at 4 today? Okay. And so I go from 4 to 9, Monday through Friday, okay. longer hours on Wednesday and Friday, and then every other Saturday. And do you accept insurance? So in my private practice, I accept insurance, like okay. most private insurances. Okay. And then I do work at a nonprofit, uh, nonprofit organization, which is an agency in the Northeast where I'm not going to tell people the name okay. because I can't okay. take the influx okay. of Medicaid yeah. clients yeah. that come. Because, you know what? I love my people, and they're yeah. like, she's black, she's dope, I'm going to go there, yeah. but I just don't have a room. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, it. hey, I'm, I'm here, they're going to see lot. me, yeah. and then they fly on up there. Well, and that's <laughs> like, why we think we, it's mm-hmm. a thing, too. We need more um, 
therapists of color, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly black women too, because we need that that relationship, right? Right. And just like from birth and then after you have the after you have the child, just if you don't have that resources <coughs> or like a grandma or or whatever, it's like it's mm-hmm. hard. It really is. It's really, really hard. So you need somebody to talk to. Right? Mm-hmm. You gotta just be yourself. Um so yeah, well, something else about so you said Monday through Saturday your mother your wife mm-hmm. so how do you what do you do for yourself like you know we talk about I'm going on vacation <laughs> okay oh yeah okay right here. this one right we had to here. get this one yeah. in right okay. now yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like what else do you like what are some tips that you give like your like clients to like you know like you know this buzzword self-care but just really like tuning in with yourself, like, mm-hmm. cause like, like I said, it's really hard. I'm a mother, Nat's a mother. You gotta work it. Like, what are some of the tips that you give like your clients? Like, so I've come to the place where I have to be really transparent with my clients. Mm-hmm. And I was having this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? Just gonna let you know that I'm such a hypocrite mm-hmm. because I preach and teach self care all the time, mm-hmm. and I am running on fumes. Mm-hmm. So I need to, when I take this vacation, mm-hmm. it's like a for real vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have delegated to my other colleagues that if anyone needs anything, call this person. Yeah. I have a wonderful lady who just volunteered mm-hmm. to be my assistant for the organization. Yeah. And she's like, give me your work phone. Yeah. And of course, I'm having all types of anxiety about that. <laughs> my husband was like, give her the work phone. <laughs> yeah, give her the work phone. Um, and so I'm really taking this time to rest mm-hmm. and reset wow. in this vacation. Because it's two weeks. Drag my family around mm-hmm. Arizona. We're going to be in Scottsdale. We're mm-hmm. going to go look at the Grand Canyon. Oh, I'm going to wow. drive them all the way up to Vegas. And we're going to be there for three days. <laughs> they going to be tired. I was at Vegas um, in April for like three days. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're going to Hawaii for a week. Oh. So I'm like, okay. when I vacation, I'm a vacation. Mm-hmm. I hope you do. I'm serious. And I just really met you, but I really, really hope you do because... That's why I asked that question because mm-hmm. you on fumes. I don't even know if I'm on fumes. I don't know what I'm on. Like I've been like, able to replenish. Um, just like you were saying when we came in, I had to delegate. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to release some of this responsibility, and so I've done that. Mm-hmm. I was working at the agency on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. My private practice Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and so I was looking like forty ish sessions. Don't no tell way. don't tell Sam that I was still doing it. I don't see she's how like, you do it. Yeah, I just don't see how you do it. But I mean, back to back, just like going, going. And I was like, this, you know what? Oh, I'm, sorry I'm not going to do. I took off Saturdays, mm-hmm. so now I do every other Saturday, and not at the agency because you know, yeah, like, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. Um, so in my private practice, I do every other Saturday, and that has released like a quite a bit of stress. Yeah, for Mother's Day, my family literally let me sit down. And that's what I was saying for Mother's Day. Like mm-hmm. people like we, I didn't want to go to rain on Mother's Day anyway. But <laughs> I think that was the Creator's gift to me because I, yes. you know, I did have to do a little bit of running around, but I just wanted to sleep, like, sit so, back, yeah. feet kicked up, brought me all my meals, yeah. let me watch my marathon along order. I did yeah. not have to watch basketball on Mother's Day. <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing time. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah. So yeah, I really really love it. I was going to ask you about, like, the work that you do. Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Like, is it is this your dream job? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is this something you've always wanted to do, or is it something that you just found yourself um, getting into? So, you know, the path is always crazy. Yeah. Uh, I started out, I wanted to be a midwife. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to help women deliver their babies and give mm-hmm. them this amazing experience through the birthing process. I mean, all through my childhood and mm-hmm. adolescence because my mom used to work on labor and delivery. Okay. And okay. back in the day when they had the windows where mm-hmm. you could see, see all the newborns, she would take me past there. And she always had really good stories about working mm-hmm. on labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I did my senior project on uh, like pregnancy and reproductive health mm-hmm. in high school. So I always knew this is what I wanted to do. And then I had got to college and I encountered some real college chemistry and I was like, you know what? I'm just had to rethink my life at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is tough. Yeah. I do not know. <laughs> Trying to get through nursing school. Mm-hmm. And I got into like a dual behavioral track, mm-hmm. but then I identified more with the behavior track rather than oh, a nursing, nursing track. track. And I was wondering, like, how else could I still be in this labor and delivery room, mm-hmm. helping women have babies? And then I became a doula. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is how I can do it. Yeah. So I became a doula and got into maternal child health and wellness. I was the obstetric coordinator at Pennsylvania Hospital, so I was always around, like, pregnant people mm-hmm. and just women's health and reproductive rights. And I was like, this is this is my lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, getting to therapy, that didn't, that didn't cross my mind until I worked in the jail. And then I realized, well, even with, like, my friends, when I told my mom, like, I'm going to be a therapist, she's like, good. Because yeah. you're, like, nosy enough to be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're right. Because I asked all the questions. I want to yeah. know the details. And then I got to jail as an employee, not an mm. inmate. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really life-changing mm. in a good way. But I also found myself really burnt out. Mm. I think I worked there for almost three years. And I was a doula for the inmates in the jail. So when they would go out to have their babies, I would go to the hospital with them. And just looking at how they were treated and mm. the adversities that they faced, like, while giving birth, I knew that it was a different way that I could help them. Yeah. And I told them when I left the jail, I'm going back to school for y'all. Yeah. So when y'all get out of here and you need a good therapist, mm-hmm. call me. Mm-hmm. Because I would sit with them day in and day out, mm-hmm. meet with them sometimes twice a week. See what's going on, help, you know, wherever I could, mm-hmm. make sure they got a phone call to their kids or they was able to call a caregiver. And then when I left, like, I thought I left a piece of me, but mm-hmm. I walked out of there whole mm-hmm. and I was able to give back to them. And so out of all the clients that I've had, I had a handful of them actually reach out to me really? and actually come to me for therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and as I was in school, they was like, are you done yet? Are you yeah. done yet? I got out. Are you done yet? It's like, I got you as soon as story. I get done. Mm-hmm. And they came back. And so I knew I was in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love what I do. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I don't get burnt out right now. Yeah. There's so many sessions. Because yeah. they're not all like super depressing. Yeah. And yeah. we're not, you know, they're not always crying. I mean, sometimes people cry, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I think when you come to me, mm-hmm. we get down to the nitty gritty, but we have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. the same person that I'm talking right now yeah. in, in session. Yeah. And that's uh, relatable. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's important about a therapist, find a good therapist. It's that relationship. If you don't have it, I could just be telling you some lies or be like going through the motions like, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what makes the healing process work better. Mm-hmm. Like um, a, a real genuine relationship. Yes. So, and yeah. I feel like crying is taking your soul to the laundromat, mm. but laughing is also healing as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. we gonna do both. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I might like cry with you. Yeah. But we really gonna laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, honestly, you know things that happen in life. Sometimes you gotta be like, sis, mm-hmm. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you. Exactly. And that's what I be wanting. Because I talk about, you know, I was a teenage mom. And like, some of the stuff I put up with their father. Just like, And when I tell the story, I be waiting. I be like, what y'all going to say? Like, I was crazy, right? You know, but, you know, I was young. And I don't know. But I look back that that was crazy. And it's, and it's not being judgmental. Like, if somebody was to tell me something and what they put up with you know i don't even know how often why can you say like hey why are you still with that person mm-hmm. but and then everybody gets their own thing in their own time too right right because you know i got people in my family that sometimes i'd be like well i'm just gonna step back because you know people take what they want and don't take what they want so yeah, yeah but yeah I, yeah I think that people really appreciate smooth and like you said that you just, you always tell them the truth. And it's like, sometimes you can barely get that from your family, right? Mm-hmm. Even like a close sister, because mm-hmm. they want to spare your feelings or they not, you know, they don't want to really tell you that truth. But like, that's something that a lot of people like really seek. I'm one of those people. Like, I always want to know the truth. Like, don't hold back from me. And those are the kind of, those are the relationships that I hold like the dearest to me. Because mm-hmm. I know... Like, you know, I'm, I would always go to you if that's the type of relationship we had. And I will always remember you for that. Like you mm-hmm. said, those women, like, there would be a time when I would be a year later, like, I need to talk to Selena because she's going to tell me the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Those are the important, important situations that people don't realize. Right. But just as much as I'm a therapist, like, my clients, I feel like they, they know me. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm trying not to just come out and say it, and mm-hmm. I had this client say it to me, she's like, oh, here you go. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like, they're like, well, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And if it's, like, really a little off the wall, I'm still trying to process in my yeah. brain, mm-hmm. like, all right, honest therapist response. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh. And she's like, oh, here you go. Yeah. And I was like, well, what? And she said it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I do, I do that because I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, like, get it out. She's like, no, just say it. Yeah. And so, like, that's where I'm like, okay, well, here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm never going to say, like, oh, that's crazy yeah. or put anyone down for the decisions that they're making. Yeah. But let's process as to why those why decisions are occurring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you knew why, you wouldn't be coming to me. That's deep. And you know what you really need to do, but sometimes you just need to yeah. hear. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, too, like, I don't know what it is. Like, we sometimes know, but we just got to hear it. You know, mm-hmm. another way, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, tell me about a little bit about, um, you said in your bio um, that as you were the, um, obst- how do you say the obstetric? Obstetric coordinator? Yeah, obstetric. How do you say it? Obstetric. Obstetric. Yeah. You said um, my girlfriend yesterday. She was the moderator, mm-hmm. and when she was going over it, <laughs> she's like, obstetric? <laughs> Come on, say it with me. <laughs> Coordinator at Penn, you got to work with um, those, um, the task force for releasing 12 pregnant women from the um, correctional facility. Oh, so those are, okay, so those are two separate things. Oh, okay. Um, I used to work at Penn way back when. That was like my first real adult career. Mm-hmm. And I started out as a medical assistant, and then I got promoted, and I was the obstetric coordinator. Oh, okay. And then after I left there... Um, my next job was working with a nonprofit organization that eventually mm-hmm. I worked in a prison. Mm-hmm. So now with the task force, um, that has just come by connection and virtue. Mm-hmm. Being there's a judge, um, Judge Timmon, 
she's working to put this together and she works in the DA's office. And one of my colleagues, Jackie Johnson, who is a trauma therapist, mm-hmm. she is behind the wall. Mm-hmm. So she does groups with another organization called I'm Free. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the free stands for. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to yeah. get it together. Yeah. Um, but all black women. Really? Judge Timmon isn't black, but she's mm-hmm. a diehard mm-hmm. feminist. And she's yeah. like, we got to do something to get these women out. And mm-hmm. what can we do? So as we were working and connecting, Jackie and I, we had went to the Eastern State Penitentiary mm-hmm. for, um, they do like panel discussions yeah, every I've month. Yeah, I've been here before too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Spotlight mm-hmm. Series. Um, and we met uh, Mr. Listen Dean. He works at DA's office. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you ladies will benefit from meeting this judge. And here's what she, mm-hmm. here's what she does. Put us right in connection. Mm-hmm. And within like two weeks, we were meeting with her. Mm-hmm. And so she put us, um, me, Jackie, and the ladies from my I'm Free, Dr. Renea and Petrina, in front of the new incoming class of ADAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we did a presentation on being women incarceration mm-hmm. and what it was like. And at that time, um, I'm Free, they had just lost a member of their organization. Uh, one of the clients had passed away. Mm-hmm through her process of being incarcerated, mm-hmm. whatever happened there, I don't know all the details. And so they were emotionally raw as we mm-hmm. were doing that presentation. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was like, I- I'm going to do this. And they were like, what? And I was like, we're going to say her name because mm-hmm. nobody will say her name. They want to mm-hmm. call her PP number this or oh, inmate wow. that, and nobody wants to say her name. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And I think mm-hmm. that really resonated with the incoming class and also um, Judge Timmon. And she was like, we're going to work together to get this done. Mm-hmm. And so I- I missed the last meeting, but every month, it seemed like every month since we met, we had a meeting. And she's like, finally, here's what I'm going to do. And it's 12 women left at Riverside Correctional Facility that are pregnant. And so she's going to work to get them out by using, like, the information that we've been giving her for the last couple months. That is amazing. That is. Yeah, I was really excited when she said that, when I heard, because I had to get the notes from the meeting, um, that she was going to do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, this is what we've been working for. Yeah. Like, she's going to get them out and try to get them house arrest so they don't mm. have to sit in jail while they're pregnant. pregnant. And I always wonder, how would I be able to give back to that population mm. outside of just, like, um, doing therapy? And she's provided me the opportunity with my girlfriend, Jackie, and the ladies from I'm Free. That's, That's amazing, Serena. Cause I want to say that's that that's I think that's a growing population of um, people being incarcerated <laughs> a black female. They said that's like is really increasing, like but for whatever reason. But I could just imagine, you know, being pregnant, having a baby, and you the baby being separated from you, and you have to finish your time. It's just right. You get less than forty eight hours. And it less wasn't... than forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. Less than forty eight hours before you have to separate and go back. And I believe it was just in um, uh, 2010 that the law was passed where they where women can't be shackled on childbirth. Like, where's she going in between construction sites? Mm-hmm. Or ma'am, because there's female yeah. correctional officers. And so, finally... See, I can't even imagine that. Right. But, they, yeah, they used, to, they used to be shackled. They used yes. to be shackled. Is this where a lot of, like, um, the, the... You said that... Uh, you said a, a statistic earlier about how, like, a lot of women, black women, are experiencing um, complications up to one year after the mm-hmm. um, baby's birth. So three Is to four times higher than white, than white counterparts are be dying. 
this not even is this prisoners. In, this is, is this in prison this, or no, this is, general? Yeah, yeah this is uh-huh. generally okay. Without even having uh, you know, yeah. the barriers of being incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just black women across the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, forty-seven percent between forty-four and forty-seven because there's some some influx in what the actual number is. But I gather between mm-hmm. forty-four and forty-seven percent per one hundred thousand live births, black women are dying mm-hmm. within a year. And they say sometimes Do it doesn't even go across to like um it goes across like class lines like because you might have good insurance or whatever. It don't matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not technically poor black women. Mm-hmm. It's just black women. It's black women. And so the ones reason. that they when I say they put in the media, but I appreciate these ladies for telling their story. But Beyonce mm-hmm. and Serena Williams, and they talk mm-hmm. about their you know experiences with childbirth and yeah. still you know having some issues, having with, complications with staff mm-hmm. and. Exactly, yeah. all of that, and so, even uh, Judge Hatchet, her daughter, mm-hmm. or maybe it's her daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. passed away during childbirth, and so her and her son, I believe, are still like out here I think advocating. For I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. And like you said, like if Beyonce had some issues, what do you think? You know, me trying to advocate for myself, right? You know, and they say sometimes, or. Um, we can take pain more. You know, things they don't believe when right. we say things. But or, there's been empirical yeah, studies right. to back that statement up. That in the hospitals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, physicians were taught that it's okay to give us less pain medication because we yeah. can take it. Yeah, black women can take pain. Mm-hmm. And I gave an example as to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not rich, but I'm not poor, mm-hmm. and I'm educated, and I went to the hospital, and just as well as I'm talking to you ladies now... I go in there and I tell the staff, I said, and I went to the ER. And for me to go to the ER, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're like, on the scale of 1 to 10, what's your pain level? I say, ma'am, I'm like 10, but like off the chart right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. It's like, okay, go have a seat in the waiting area. <sighs> Left me out there for two hours. And I'm like, ma'am, but I told you I was in a whole lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And when I seen two stab victims come in, I was like, oh, I got to go. They're never going to get to me. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if I could throw myself on the floor right now and just scream, you would do mm-hmm. that. I would have done that, but I was in too much pain. And I, when, my hus- when my husband, when we left from the hospital, I wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go home, get in the bed, and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he took me to the next hospital because I might not have woke up. Mm-hmm. Oh I had to get emergency surgery. I barely <sighs> crawled into the ER. And once he like got me situated and to go park the car, by the time he come back, they was like, "Oh, she needs surgery." Mm. Mm. And mm. within two hours, I was in surgery. I believe that. Didn't want to hear anything I had to say. And that's so, all we're doing. Y'all be just quiet because I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> so y'all be like, "What they talking? Why they not talking?" But no, that's I mean that's real. It is. And it's, that's, it's crazy that that's real. So people like you. Um, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, because you're needed. You're needed. And I'm so. not going to stop talking about yeah. it. I'm going to let people know that black women are dying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let people know that they don't listen to us when we go to the hospital. They don't believe that we are the, you know, the bosses of our body. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not know exactly what's wrong, but something I know something's not right. Yeah. Something, yeah. So yeah. your job is to figure out what's not right because I'm telling you it's something wrong. Yeah. Even with our kids, you take your kids to the doctor and oh, they don't yeah. want to believe the symptoms. Yeah. I know my kid. Yeah. This kid is with me 24-7. Exactly. So if I'm telling you these are the symptoms, then these are the symptoms. So go to yeah. Dr. House or whoever you got to do to put <laughs> all these symptoms in. And figure it out. And figure it out. Other people, mm-hmm. other populations, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. Something recent, something very recently has happened to me like mm-hmm. just like that. 
just like that. And I went in there and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act crazy today. But there was a fifteen minute late rule. Like if you're fifteen minutes late, then you can't be seen if you have an appointment. And I got there at like I was like thirteen minutes. So in my mind I had just made it. Because that's the rule, right? right. So they wanted to send me away, and I was just like, get that doctor out here because I came here for a reason. I've been waiting to come here, and I got here before the cutoff. I didn't get here on time, mm-hmm. which I'm going to work on that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I got here before the, the cutoff time, so, like, y'all are going to see me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the doctor, I went in there, but she told me something was wrong with me. That wasn't. She gave me a medication that I didn't need, even though I told her that, that's not. I went in there and told her exactly what was wrong with me, but she didn't believe. She from her diagnosis or whatever she was saying, she didn't believe that that was wrong. But she called me like five days later, and and she sent the medication that I had went there for in the first place to my um to the Walgreens. Wow. But I knew what was wrong with me. Right. <laughs> she tried yeah. to tell me it was something else, and I'm like, this is my exact words. Are you sure? This is my exact words. Like, are you sure? Because I know this. I was having these same symptoms last year. You know what I mean? And, and I know what's wrong with me. Yeah. And that's what happened. But they, yeah. So I can see something like that yeah. happening. Like something could have happened to me. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? So. Good that you advocated for yourself. Because some people are like, oh, okay. So and come back, I make I, them? You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. some people are intimidated by doctors. Share with the guests about, or like how they can follow you, your platform, um, 
Oh, I wanted to ask too. I know it's something going on in Philly. I think it's gonna be June maternal. Uh, the Black and Brown. Yeah, Black maternal and Brown Resource Fair. Yeah, yeah. Are you, I'll be there. there. Okay, uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna go. I don't, I don't have any more babies that I'm thinking are coming out of me. But I just <laughs> want to just like network, and I just think I never. Is this the second one or just the first? One? No, this is, is the first one. Yeah, so I'm really interested in like just to see mm-hmm. different doulas and people in their circle. So I'm gonna try to make it. Hopefully, I will see you there. Yes, but, I have a table with my organization, okay. and I'll be giving out information. And um, I think my neighbor, I'm not sure if we're sharing the table, or should be right next to me, mm-hmm. is the lactation therapist. Okay. And she's a black female therapist here in Philadelphia. And we kind of just like hook on and partner mm-hmm. together to do what we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to seeing you there. But is there anything else? Like I said, any of your platforms, anything you want to leave the listeners with um, about you or about? maternal health well black maternal health don't ever stop advocating we need people out there um on the front lines on the second lines and Mm. on third lines if you can write to change policy if you can back up and come to events like Mm. the one that i had yesterday Mm. the maternal mental health conference if you can come to the resource fair Mm. because we know how to show up and show out and we need to do that for each other so for any more information about the conferences support groups my practice, if you need therapy, you can follow me on Instagram at Oshun Family Center underscore um, Oshun underscore Family underscore Center. Okay. I, <laughs> and right there, it can be strictly connected to me. My website is OshunFamilyCenter.org. Mm-hmm. If you fill out a contact form, it'll come straight to me. Um, but know that I'm going on vacation. I know. She's going so, on vacation, y'all. <laughs> you can fill that out. So maybe in the end of June, July. You know, like yeah, that. something yeah. like that. You know, second week of June, <laughs> she I'll be back. her vacation, y'all. I she need my needs vacation. It. And she's going to stick to it, right? Yes, I am. I will be on Instagram, it. though. Yeah. But that's, not, that's okay. That's your personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But not no work stuff, right? No. no. So we need you here. We need you to do that good fight. And Yeah. So, um, thank you so much I for having thank me. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for um, coming. I'm glad we made this connection. Um, I'm glad you can make it. Yeah, uh. We had some hiccups, y'all. <laughs> but we here. Everything worked out. So, I we my really, really. Yes, I got yes, yes. So, thank you, thank you for thank joining you. us, sharing your story, sharing your information. And y'all, you know, reach out to her if you if you need some support or know somebody needs some support, share that information. Because um, we need to be our best selves. We need to be wholesome. And we need to be listened to. So if somebody can advocate for you or somebody that you know, you know. Yeah. So with that, y'all, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace out, guys. My great grace ain't had the privileges MLK had a dream like this We fought hard just to make it here We lost it all but ain't losing fear My great grace ain't had the privileges We can learn whatever we want Science fiction no percentages We can learn whatever we want I learned what's basic and what's relevant I can learn whatever I want The library is my basement I can read whenever I want Had to read and write to school so I can rap like this 